Okay, t- turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 6. Just going to share a few things with you. I know this, that over the summer months, and or let me just say this, as we transition in life, what happens a lot of times, man, there's so much going on. How many would agree with me that there is a lot happening? And you would go, oh, my goodness, it seems like, where are we now? It's already in June, and it seems like we feel like even though it's June, man, we're already over in July, or we can even say August, because there's so much going on. And you know what happens? Sometimes we get a tendency to be become anxious. Now, none of you have ever become anxious about anything, right? Or worry. Oh, man, see, anxious doesn't sound as bad as worry, but worry. And so I want to talk to you about winning over worry. How do you win over worry? So I'm going to give you a few points that's going to really help you. For those who are taking notes, our main text is found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 35. Well, let's pray together. Let's believe God together that he'll give us exactly what we need as we minister his word. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your faithfulness. As always, we are thankful for what you're doing today. We're thankful for what you'll show us in your word and how you're going to help us to grow, how you're going to help us to learn, how you're going to help us to increase. We thank you that, that, Lord, your word, your word is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, dividing asunder the soul and the spirit, and even unto the joints and the marrow of the bone. Your word is a discerner of the very thoughts and intents of our hearts. So this morning, we receive it gladly. I thank you in covenant in advance that every heart that's here this morning is good ground. It's good soil for the word of God. And we thank you the word of God will change our lives every time. And so we posture ourselves to receive, and we believe that we shall. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, winning over worry. Winning over worry, or we can say it this way, Overcoming anxiety. How do I overcome anxiety? Now, here's a thought I want to leave with you. And right up, right up front, listen to this. Worrying is something, and I think many of us can agree, is something we battle with regardless of our age. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you know, young you are and how old you are. I mean, it's something that we have a tendency we, that we, we, we try not to, but we have things that run through our mind and things that we want to get done, and, and we're thinking about things that we need to do down the road. We're thinking about things that need to happen, I mean, months from now. You know, sometimes we even think about things that did, we did or even happened months ago that we can't do anything about. Isn't that something? But then we get anxious, man. We start wringing our hands and stuff. How do we win over that stuff? Do you also know that worry is a negative, this is important, is a negative form of meditation? The Bible encourages us to meditate, right, upon the word, how often? Day and night, right? Observe to do all that is written therein, Joshua 1.8. But you know what? When people meditate upon negative things, that is a negative form of meditation, and people do it all the time. The positive form would be meditating what? Upon the word of God. Meditate, get the word on, of God on the inside of you. So we can meditate and, and, and things like that, but understand what worry is. Worry is a negative form of meditation, You're going to hear me say this morning, when we worry, when we worry, and I'll give you the first one. Listen to this. When we worry or become anxious, we have chosen to serve the wrong master. Think about this. Let's look at verse 24 together. Let's let's search the scriptures. I have the new King James. Listen to what it says, and I'll repeat myself. When we worry or become anxious, we have chosen to serve the wrong master. Listen to what Jesus said in verse 24 of this verse, Matthew chapter 6. The caption above verse 24 says in my Bible, you cannot serve God in riches. And then he continues to go on, as you know, and speaks about not worrying. Here's what he said. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, 
or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. In other words, you cannot serve God and things. You cannot serve God and riches. You cannot serve God and the things of this world because what's going to happen is that you'll either love the one or you'll love the other. You'll love the one and hate the other. But you cannot serve two masters. You can only serve one. And so he goes on, and then let me read this to you, also to get this understanding. And I want you to hear about verse 25 and 26. I'm going to read it, but let me share this with you right up front. As we read this part, what happens in our hearts, say my heart. What happens in our hearts and what happens in our minds, your heart, your mind, check this out. As we read verse 25, it will directly impact what we deal with in life in verse 26. You'll see it's talking about life. Everybody say life. So it's talking about us. It's talking about our whole life and everything that, that surrounds us, and everything that connects with us. Notice here in verse 25 and 26, let's continue. Verse 25 says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry. Say worry. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Think about that, because we're instructed not to worry. Listen to the Amplify. I love what it says and how it reads. You probably have that translation, so follow along with me. If not, listen to this. Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, or about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life greater in quality than food and body? Far above and more excellent than clothing. 26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they. Now, the term I want you to listen to is much more or more than. Are you not, listen, are you not worth much more than? Because that word more than, if you're taking notes, is simply this. It implies something that's more important. So when it says, are you not worth more than, that means are you not more important? And you are. You see, as we continue to study this, and I believe what Jesus wants to get across to us is this very thought. When we worry, or become anxious, we have a distorted belief system. You may not, may not see that right away. Your belief system, every one of you, you have a belief system on the inside of you. That means that the, where you are today and how you were raised, and if the word of God was sown into your life, it's like what you believe about this or what you don't believe about that. It also is true concerning spiritual things. But you have established on the inside of you a belief system. Well, what happens is when you worry, when we worry or become anxious, we have distorted that belief system that does not reflect. And here's what happens. When we do that, it does not reflect our dependence upon God. We are now changing from our dependence upon God to our dependence upon things, to our dependence upon mammon or things or money or finances that are things of this world. But we should be depending upon who? Upon God and God alone. 
And this is why it's important for us to understand, what is your belief system? What do you believe? Do you believe that God supplies all of your needs? Do you believe that God will take care of you? Do you believe that God will clothe you? Do you believe that God will direct you? And if you believe that, then we continue to, to believe and flow in that direction. But the moment we disconnect our belief system, now we're saying, no, no, I, don't, I can take care of myself. Whoa, I can do my own thing. See, our belief system now has become distorted. We're not, we're not believing right. We're not thinking right. We're not doing what we should be doing correctly. Say correctly. correctly. Number two, listen to this as you write this down. When we worry or when you worry or become anxious, here's what happens. We underestimate the love of God. Wow. Or we could say it this way. We overestimate the power of worry. Look with me in verses 25 through 27. Let me continue to read again. I want to see, show you in 26 and 27. Actually, it says here in 26, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor what gather in the barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them, and are you not of more value than they? 27, which of you can by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? None of us can. None of us can. So why do we worry? Because we're told here that we're more valuable than the birds. Why do we worry? God feeds the birds, and if he feeds the birds and we're more valuable or more important than the birds, then guess what? He's going to feed us. He's going to take care of you. He's going to help you. So no matter what you're going through in life, I want to encourage you that if you'll trust God and put your faith in him, not worry, not become anxious, you get up in the morning and say, Lord, I give you my day. Lord, I trust you with today as we sung. Today is the day that the Lord has made. You know, we will rejoice, am I right, and be glad in it. Didn't we sing that song? I mean, this is what it says. Let me find it so you can read. read I'm going to read this to you because it's so powerful, and I thought it was so appropriate that, that we'll sing this song. Listen to this here. It says, today is the day you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, and I won't worry. Come on, about tomorrow. I love that. I said, man, that is so powerful. Why? Here's why. Because I'm trusting in what you say. Today is the day that you have made. Isn't that neat? So why should we worry about tomorrow? We don't worry. What do we do? We put our trust in what he said. And what he says is in his word. And what he said in his word, we can believe. And we can take it to the bank. Come on, somebody. We can believe God. We can trust God because he, are, he is faithful. And what he said to you, he's going to keep his word. Say, keep his word. That's what he said. Oh, but listen to these statistics. This, I found this to be very interesting. Check this out. Write this down. Do you know that when we worry or give power, listen, to the process of worrying? Because, see, we're giving power. The moment we give into it, we're giving power to it. It's almost like, you know, as long as your car is sitting in your garage or sitting outside and you don't turn, you know, turn the ignition and crank it up and move, there's no power that's going to be flowing through that. But there's power there. It just has to be what? Ignited or ignition. Am I right? Well, here's what happens. The moment that you give power to worry, here's what statistics say. Now, I'm just going to read this to you. And I thought this would be very interesting and I wanted to share it with you. 40% of what we worry about never comes to pass. 40%. And yet we worry so much. Oh, hey, come on, I'm talking to all of us. Man, how's my day going to go tomorrow? Let me see. What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? Oh, i got to be there on time. Well, are you normally late? No. Then why are you worrying about being on time? Think about it. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, okay, let's see. Or how, maybe some of you are so organized that you lay your clothes out at night. That's good. How many do that? How many get up in the morning, 
going through the dark, trying to figure out what you're going to wear. Okay, see that? But I'm saying, what happens, these little things, it's clothes, I'm talking about clothes. I mean, some, some of you are so organized, man, you know, everybody says, I just take care of business. Pastor, I get up, I iron my clothes, I hang my clothes up, and I'm going to wear. Listen, I even think I get another thought. See? You know, but I'm telling you, what happens, like, what am I going to put on? And I'm not saying guys, because guys, you know, something, come on, vanity, come on, we're vain at times itself. But ladies, I mean, I think you got us in this, in this area here. Thank you. I appreciate that, my brother. He's got backing me up, okay? But sometimes you're like, man, what am I? Because, you know, you've got to have everything matching. Now, I like to match. But you've got to have everything matching. You know I mean, you've got to have your dress. You've got to have your jewelry. You have more accessories. And guys, we have a ring. We have a watch. You know, if we're married, and that's pretty much it. Or may have, you know, may have, a, you know, this little necklace or cross or something. But ladies, oh, my goodness. I mean, from the shoes you know, to everything. I mean, pants or your dress and earrings. Come on, necklaces, everything. Oh, oh, okay, everything. Belt, it's got to match, am I right? And sometimes, sometimes, I mean, it's like, oh, no. And some people really get messed up. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to wear. And you know what happens? They don't even come outside sometimes. Oh, okay, I'm going to move on. See, I can't talk to you ladies. You're looking at me like, hmm, you better move on, brother. Okay. That's the, <laughs> that's the kind of look you got. Yes, okay. I see. I feel that love. Okay. I'm not talking about anybody who's downstairs working with the kids right now. Okay. But anyways, what did I say? 40%. Everybody say 40%. 40% of what we worry about, you know what? It never comes to pass. 30% of what we worry about, Listen, it happened in the past and cannot be changed. We think about things in the past. 30% of what we worry about happened in the past and it cannot be changed. Do you also know statistics say that 10% of what we worry about relates to health? That's right. Health. Worry actually makes your health worse and not better. Stressing out. And then it says another one, it just gives us 8%. It says 8% of what we worry about and, and basically, they're saying may, it may be legitimate, but even then, worry is powerless. Listen, it's powerless to change it. So why worry? Because you're not going to change it by worrying. Wow. And I thought, this mean, man, that is so interesting. Now, I know me, and, and I'm one of these type, type of individuals. Do, does anybody here bring your work home? Nobody. Okay, I understand. I didn't ask you to raise your hand, so that's why you kept them down. Okay, that's good. But what I mean by bringing your work home is that you leave work, and you leave work, and you can be sitting at the dining table. They're going to be laying on the couch, and all of a sudden you're thinking about what you did today. Did you get this done? What you got to do tomorrow? It's like, come on. You know, and I have to really work on that. Really work, of course. And I use the excuse, say, well, you know, I'm just being organized. You know, I'm just all this other stuff. But really, it's worry. And it just leave it. And so I have to say, okay. And I'm reminded by beautiful, loving people in my life that help me and remind me of that. Okay. Listen, you're not at work, brother. You are at home. Leave your work where? At work. All right. You know what? Let me give you a quote. George Mueller said this. The beginning of anxiety is the end of faith. The beginning of anxiety is the end of faith. Then he goes on and says this, and the beginning of true faith is the end of anxiety. Now we're talking faith, having faith, believing God, trusting God. Why worry? Let's have faith. Why be anxious? Let's have faith. God will take care of you. Say, God will take care of me. Well, let's look at verses 28 through 32. When we worry, when we worry, we demonstrate a lack of faith in God. 
and it appears, listen, and we appear as unbelievers. Yeah, let me say that again. When we worry, because we know God said in his word he'll take care of us. So when we worry, what happens is this, and let me read this so you can write it down. We demonstrate a lack of faith in God, and we appear to be unbelievers. Well, let's, let's read it and see what it says. Verse 28. Going down, are you with me? Did you find it? 28, 32. Notice this. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what Gentiles, listen, it says, aware, for that after all these things the Gentiles seek. That simply means those who do not have a covenant with God. That's all it's saying. Those who don't have a covenant, we can say unbelievers, who don't have a covenant with God. Then it goes on and says this, for your heavenly Father knows, say knows, knows that you need all these things. Man, I love it. Your heavenly father knows. God knows what you need. Even before you ask him, he knows what you need all the time. So I encourage you, instead of wringing your hands, instead of worrying about how we're going to make it, how we're going to get by, you know, what are we going to do next? All you need to do is say, listen, heavenly father, you know what I need. And I put my, my faith and trust in you. And I give this situation entirely over to you. I cast all my cares upon you because you care for me. And I'm not going to stay up late at night worrying about it. Come on, pacing the floor. How is this going to happen? How is that going to happen? Wearing yourself out. And wearing, listen, not only wearing yourself out, listen, it's in your mind mentally, but also physically. And people, some even get sick physically, worrying and stress. You know what we should do? Say, Lord, I'm giving it to you. Did he say, cast your cares upon me? That's what he said, because I care for you. What are cares? That's what he's saying right here. What are these cares? Concern about what are we going to eat? Concern about what we're going to wear? You know, for some of us, what's some modern day cares? Come on, can you even say, what are some cares? Children? Come on, worried about, concerned about children? Anyone else? Work? Right? So you see what I'm saying? Because I tell you this, when you deal with your children, and let me, let me give you a little, little uh, uh, just a little tidbit here. As parents, you know what? As when, you, when God has given you your children, and he's given you your children, and, and let me tell you this, and it's your responsibility, it's our responsibility to take care of them. How many of you agree with that? Yeah. So, and taking care of them is not just naturally taking care of them, but it's also spiritually taking care of them. And what that simply means, you speak the word of God over them. That's what you do. You just speak the word. You find scriptures, you know, that talks about favor and talks about protection, and you pray those prayers over them. But I will tell you also what you need to do. This is very important. Lord, I give them to you. I give them to you. You see, because here's what happens if we don't do that. We think we can take care of them better than God can. But you know what? He can take care of them better than we can as parents. And we hold on to we don't listen to it, and all of a sudden we get things all sometimes kind of like, oh, messed up. But, Lord, if I give them to you, that means I trust you to take care of them. I may not know where they are as they get older. I don't know where they're at. I don't know what they're doing. But I know this, Lord, I commit them to you, and I know that you're faithful, and you'll watch over, and you'll protect them. I thank you for angels that are in camp round about them. See, that's what we do. That's how we pray. 
And that's how we give them to the Lord. And go to sleep. Get back up. Lord, thank you. They're highly favored. That's right. Highly favored. They're blessed. And let me tell you this. Regardless what's going on in their lives, regardless, it doesn't matter. You thank God. Say, I'm thanking God. I'm telling you. So notice this. When we worry about jobs, when we, when we worry about our health, when we worry about our kids and our money whew, and mortgages, I keep going on, and cars and clothes, oh, my gosh, we're not trusting in God. I'm just, just going to speak just plain to you. When we worry about those things, we are not trusting in God. We're trusting in this world system. We're trusting in mammon. We're trusting in things in this world. And I tell you that you understand, even though we're in this world, we're not of it. God said he'll supply your every need if we'll just trust him. Casting all of our cares upon him. Things may not go the way you think they should go on the job. But you know what? Your heavenly father knows. Give it to him. Say, Lord, I need help. I need direction. Maybe you have situations going on. Could be with your employer, with your supervisor. Maybe there's coworkers. I'm just saying anything. Could be jobs. It could, it could be family. Come on now. I mean, right now, you could be dealing with, in your life, a serious family issue. Where people are not speaking to one another. This is your brother, your sister, father. Come on, mother, cousins, everybody. You know what you do? Give them to the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm not going to worry because what good is it going to do you to worry about these things? No good at all. When you don't worry, you stop worrying and you get in faith. And then you begin to trust God and you step out in faith. You know what? He responds to faith. He doesn't respond to worry. He responds to faith. Because you see, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we have to trust him. Say, trust him. All right, let's continue. Let's finish up here. When we concentrate, and I want us to, to, to get this part, when you concentrate on doing God's will and, and living one day at a time, say one day at a time, when we do this, that means worry and anxiety, guess what? It'll be displaced. It'll be displaced. When you commit yourself to God, when you, Lord, I'm going to concentrate on you. I'm going to do what you call me to do. When worry tries to come in your life, it gets displaced. It gets removed and set aside because then now all of a sudden contentment and trust come on the scene. I'm going to be content. I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to worry. Lord, you are faithful and you're going to meet every need. Let's look at verse 33. Let's look at this together. Here's what it says. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. What do we have to do first? Seek. Come on. We've got to seek. And that word seek means so that we may inquire so that I may require of the Lord. I must spend time seeking his face. I must spend time coming before him so I know what he wants for me and of me to do what he's called me to do. I must seek first the kingdom of God. All these things are going to be added. God is saying, your heavenly father is saying, I got this. But I want you to seek me first. Just come before him and worship him. And honor him. Put him first. You say, how do I put him first, Pastor, when you get up in the morning? Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for going before me, leading and guiding me, helping me in this, in my work, in school. And no matter what you do, let us not forget that God has given us every day that we have. And when we get up, man, I tell you what, and we get out of the bed, let us be thankful. And let us be rejoiceful. Come on, and let us just say, Lord, you have given me this day. Now, what do you want me to do with it? Lead me, guide me. Where do you want me to go? Lord, set me up in an opportunity where I can be a blessing to somebody. Oh, man, I tell you what. Can I tell you, tell on myself real quick? 
You'll love this. I love it. And I was, you know, some of y'all, y'all never bellyache to God, do you? You never bellyache. You know what I mean by that? Complain. Am I the only one? Okay. So here I was, I get up and I'm going to work. And I got so much I'm thinking on my mind that I've got to do. And I'm like, Lord, I need your help. Man, I just, I'm, just, I'm just believing for today to be a great day. And I'm kind of walking, you know, going into work, getting ready to go. And then as you do, there's a little walkway. I didn't know this lady at all. So I'm walking in there, and I'm saying, you know, I said, good morning. She says, good morning. And I said, well, I said, yeah, well, here we are. It's, I think, like Tuesday. So you got this another day. She said, yeah, it's a blessed day, isn't it? I said, yes, it is a blessed day. She said, God is already, God is blessing us, and we get the chance to go to work. And I said, I'm like going on. I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Was, I mean, just that quick, the things I was belly aching about, come on. And I know this lady at all. And she said, yes, she said, we get to go to work. I said, oh, Lord, thank you. We get to be a blessing. And I'm walking in the door. I said, ma'am, can I get this door for you? You know what I'm saying? And I said, Lord, thank you. I mean, just that quick. Reminding us. Hey, enjoy your day. Yeah, it may be Tuesday. It may be Wednesday. But be thankful that you have a job. That's what she was saying. She said, you know, we have a lot to be thankful for. I said, ooh. I started saying, what's your name? But anyways, you know, but it was good. Now, turn with me to Philippians 4.19. I know you know it. But let's turn there with me quickly. Philippians 4.19 it, it reminds us and goes, it coincides with 33. Uh, and then we're going to look at 34 and 35. We'll finish up. But Philippians 4.19, and I love, I love how it reads. It's so powerful. And, then, and, and because it reminds us again, it reminds us again what we're supposed to do and how we trust God. But, but we're going to get to 4.19, but I want us to also look at verse 6, 6 and then 19. So once you get your place in, in 19, hold your place there, back up to verse 6. Are you there? Okay, notice what it says here. Wow. I like this. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. Wow. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, notice, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What does nothing mean? Oh, I'm, okay, that means what does nothing mean then? Nothing, what does nothing mean? Nothing. The opposite of everything. Okay, so nothing. So that means then if I, t- if I talk about family, is family part of the nothing? If I talk about job, is that part of the nothing? Okay, if I talk about my health, is that part of the nothing? If I talk about finance, is that part of the nothing? Be anxious for what? Nothing. Children, is that part of the nothing? Nothing. Woo. Nothing. Be anxious for nothing. I think we read over that. Because then what happens is when we pick it up, when we pick up worry, remember what we said, okay, it hinders, it affects our belief system. And we say nothing, we read nothing, but yet we turn that nothing into something. And it's almost like we're carrying this around. Sometimes it could be hurts. Sometimes it could be issues over the years, past still worrying about things that we couldn't change it if we could and but yet today we're still worrying about it so nothing means what nothing now let's look at verse 19 what does verse 19 tell us and this is so important as we see this and read this together because God is faithful he says and my God may supply all your needs and my God if he feels like it will supply your needs what does it say 
And my God will or shall supply some of your needs. All. Wow. Notice verse 6 says, be anxious for nothing. Verse 19 says, but my God shall supply all. I like that. So when we're anxious for nothing, then we connect and hook up here in verse 19 and knowing that that nothing, whatever I'm believing God for, if I trust God, then he's going to supply all of my needs. Now, is according to what, what I have, is according to what you have? No, it's according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But what happens sometimes, I think we disconnect, we take this verse, and it says, my God shall supply all of our needs, and then we stop and try to figure out how are we going to get this done? How are we going to make this happen? Come on now. I tell you this, when you honor God, God's going to honor you. When you're good to people, God will be good to you. I believe that. It's the law of sowing and reaping. And when you sow good things, guess what? Good things will come back to you. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen the next day. But you continue to trust God and believe God. It will happen. You trust God. Have faith. Believe God. He said he's going to supply all your needs. Now let's go back to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to look at 34 and 35. And then we'll finish up. Winning over worry. Winning over worry. That's what we're doing. That's what we're sharing with you today. How do we win over worry? And it's just simply Jesus gave us some wonderful, wonderful tools that we've been reading here and that we can get on down on the inside of us. But we're looking together, Matthew chapter 6, and I want to just take a, just a, a finish up here, and it says in 34 and 35, notice how it ends up, therefore, say therefore. So in, in other words, after everything has been said, right? After, if Jesus has said all of this, this is what he says last. He finishes up with this. This is what he says. Therefore, do not worry. How many have, have be anxious? Yeah. Therefore, this is Matthew chapter 6, verse 30. Are you already there? 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day in its own trouble. Listen, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday. You take today, what God has given you today, and you say today is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's how we trust God. But I will tell you this. How do we do this in this present day? Can I tell you what it is? According, listen, do God's will. Whatever God has called you to do, accept it. Say, God, I'll do what you call me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. Now, that doesn't mean he has to send you overseas to a foreign country. He, I mean, if that's on your heart and that's the desire you want to do, then go. Trust God and go. But I will tell you this, we can be faithful right where we are, right in our own neighborhood. As soon as we open up the door and go outside, say hello. Talk to somebody about Jesus. So accept. Everybody say accept. I, I need to accept and do God's will. Because here's the thought I want to leave with you right here. The initial and the ongoing commitment to follow Christ. So guess what? When you first gave your heart to the Lord, that was the initial commitment. Are you with me? I mean, that moment you said yes to Jesus, that moment you said, Jesus, come into my life, come into my heart. You asked him to forgive you of your sins. You repented. That moment as you began on your journey, that moment as you began to run, if you will, with Christ, that initial and ongoing commitment to follow Christ, guess what? It develops. It should be developing and growing. From the first time, how many, how many, how many understand that as a, when a baby's born and you continue to take care of that child, you continue to feed them, you continue to clothe them, guess what? They grow. Isn't that right? 
Well, that's in the natural. So guess what? Spiritually, the same thing happens. So the moment you said yes to Jesus initially, then you begin to read the word. You begin to pray. You begin to do the things that God has called you to do. Guess what? You're going to grow. Spiritually, you're going to grow. Well, when you do that, it develops and you grow, then guess what changes? There's a commitment now to learn and to live a life of contentment and trust in Christ. Oh, what has happened? From the initial commitment to the point where we now say, Lord, I'm turning everything over to you. What has happened in between that? Why are some, we start out and we're running hard for God, man. We're doing everything that God has called us to do. But then we don't, we're not committed to learn. We're not committed to live a life of contentment and trust. Yeah, we're born again. Yeah, we've given our heart to the Lord. And then as soon as... Adversity comes as soon as difficulty comes, as soon as somebody says something to us that we don't like, immediately, all of a sudden, this learning process begins to come to a halt, and we stop growing. We get all twisted on the inside, and what happens now, instead of following God and trusting God, we start doing things our own way. And we said, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it that way. Then next thing you know, over time, it's no longer God's way. God is no longer in your life. It's you and you alone. We have to guard against these things. We have to trust God and believe God. Say, trust God and believe God. So let me tell you how you're designed. Every one of you, stand up on your feet as we close. This is how you're designed. Say, I'm designed. You are designed not to go half speed. When God created you, man, he created you to go full force. He created you to go, I mean, all the way. It's like I'm all in or I'm, or listen, or nothing. Right? It's the same thing with our faith. God did not design you to have half-hearted faith. God designed you to go all the way, 100%, to give him everything that you have. You were designed that way. You were created that way. So guess what? You can do it. If you just trust him, have confidence in him. So you were not designed to go half speed or halfway as followers of Christ. You were designed to completely and totally and fully follow Christ. Man, let's pray. Lift up our hands together. And let me encourage you that if there's anything that you've been battling, if there's anything you've been anxious about, if there's anything that you've been worrying about, wow. Man, let's give it to God right now. Come on. Once and for all, say, Lord, I give it to you. That you just, whatever it is, you, you can just talk softly if you want to, you know, and, 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 and just kind of just talk to the Lord. And, and if you have to repent, just repent and, and say, Lord, I, I repent. I've been holding on to this. Lord, I, I've been holding on to that. Lord, I've been doing this, that thing, and that thing. And, and Lord, it's, it's, it's worry. I've been worrying about it because I, I haven't given it to you. So, Lord, I, right now, hallelujah. I give you my future. Glory to God. Lord, I'm not going to try to make it happen on my own. I trust you, Lord. And I'll not worry about tomorrow. I thank you for today. Lord, I rejoice. Lord, I'm not going to worry about my finances. Lord, I give it to you right now. Because I honor you. And you said that you honor those who honor you. So, Lord, I'm not going to worry about finances. I trust you today to meet every need. Lord, 
I give you my children. I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. Lord, I trust you for today. And I thank you for the guidance and wisdom that you've given me in your word to speak over them. I give them to you, Lord, right now. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Father, I thank you for ministry. Yes. Lord, I trust you. I'm not going to keep trying to figure this thing out. What am I supposed to do? What am I not supposed to do? But Lord, I'm just going to trust you today. Hallelujah. And Lord, I'm going to let tomorrow take care of itself. Holy Spirit, you lead and guide me in all truth. I thank you for showing me things to come. Lord, thank you for directing my steps. I thank you for your word because there's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Lord, I trust you today for tomorrow. Right now. In the name of Jesus. I give it all to you. Those are just a few things. Maybe there's other things inside. Maybe it's relationships that you're dealing with. I don't know. But come on, just give it to him. Just say, Lord, I give it to you. I'm not going to hold on to this anymore. It's been wearing me down. It's hindered my belief system. I can tell. I'm not living for you like I should. I'm not praying for you as I should. I'm not praying for others as I should. Lord, I trust you. I put my confidence in you. And I thank you for your help right now and I commit everything to you with every head bowed and every eye closed I simply say to you this morning that if you have never made a full commitment to Christ if you have never given him 100% of your life man today is the day to do that don't wait and put it off till tomorrow today is the day of salvation right now is the day of acceptance that simply means Lord I accept you right now Lord I trust you right now I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know that you love me today and I give you my life. I give you my heart. I give you my present and I give you my future. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if there's anyone like that this morning that's listening to the sound of my voice and you're saying, Pastor, that's me. Whether you're rededicating your life to God, whether you're accepting him for the very first time, I'm speaking to you. Oh man, let God continue to minister to you. Let him continue to touch you. You know where you are. Man, you know if you're following God as you should be following him. You know if you're doing your own thing. And you know what? You know if you're serving two masters. Only one. Only one. And I pray that's the Lord Jesus. And Jesus Christ alone. Is there anyone that said that's me? Man, I want to rededicate my life. I want to serve him and ask him to come into my heart for the very first time. Do I have anyone like that before we change the order of service? Praise God. No hands went up. Everybody look up. Man, I tell you, God is so good. And you know what? He has great things in store for every one of you. If you'll trust him, you know, and just let him continue to lead and guide you. He has a perfect plan for your life. How many of you know that? Jeremiah 29 11. Come on. I know the thoughts I know the plans that I think towards you. Those are what good and not evil. To give you a hope and a future. To give you an expected end. Man, if that's not caring about you, I don't know what is. When he thinks about you and he knows what you're thinking about. Oh, I love it. So I encourage you, as you go out today, allow the word of God that you heard to, to change your heart. Let it minister to you. Let it sit on you. And you know what? Just praise God for right now give everything else to. I'm not going to be concerned about tomorrow. I, I'm not even thinking about tomorrow. Lord, I thank you for today and I worship you right now. Can you say amen to that? Don't forget.